1: Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in February of 2021. And welcome to episode 34, Article Review, Avoiding the Ineffective Keyword Strategy. This is another one of my favorite articles. It's a good one. (laughs) We want to give a shout out to For the Love of Math, who gave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. This person wrote in the subject line, Teach Like a Pirate. These two have lots of treasures to share. I appreciate these pirates navigating the ocean of math education literature. They share nuggets of instructional practices and resources. Their ideas are always easy to implement and student-centered. I have truly enjoyed listening to this podcast on my commute to and from school. Oh, my gosh. Yay! That
0: thank you thank you thank you so much that uh, wow we love that we really do <laughs> we really do and I, I mean we really try to think of things that you can do in your classroom right away because we're teachers we do this yep. we try it in our classrooms mm-hmm. immediately and i mean that's what good pd is for me is something that i can yep. tomorrow
1: use. try and yep. use and do with my students my reflection for this week, you remember I talked about talking to one of the academic tutors in a couple episodes before? Yes. And she said to kids, you're so smart when they got the question right. Yes, I remember. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I recommended to her to change her words right. and to say to the kids something like, I like the way that you thought about this, or I like the way you, whatever it was. Kept going and didn't give up. And yeah. I asked her today, I said, so did you change the way that you were praising kids? And she said, I did. Oh, I said, so what did you say? And she said, I said things like, I like the way you looked back in the text. Yay. Things like that. I was Perfect. so happy. Yay. So at least I made an impact on her, which will impact the kids that she's working with. Yes having that growth mindset absolutely Mm -hmm. good news good news I learned something
0: new this week so did I oh you did oh I know what you're talking about so I actually learned two things because I learned that too (laughs) because I called
1: you you did yes like help me do this oh my gosh
0: well let me start with mine okay it was Howie Wah. On Twitter mm-hmm. posted a f- I think a few years ago. I I actually found it on another website mm-hmm. his tweet. And I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and I retweeted it. I took a picture of it and a picture of a picture mm-hmm. and retweeted it. And I had no idea, because of course I'm in fifth grade land. Tell people what you're talking about. I know, I know, <laughs> but I have to give like background okay. to it. I'm in fifth grade land. I don't we four hours standards of dividing fractions we do whole number by whole number and then turning it into a num uh, into a fraction or a mixed number and uh unit fraction divided by whole number and whole number divided, divided by, by unit f- right. unit fraction we don't ever do fraction divided by fraction but it's
1: not just unit fraction It mm-hmm. it is in fifth grade yes yes just unit fraction Okay, I believe you.
0: Yeah, it's just uniform. That's why keep, change, flip is so unnecessary. Oh my they gosh! They need, they need the models. They need to see it and draw it. And yes, that's why. <sighs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Same, ditto, absolutely. Okay. Because of that, I don't. I I haven't really gone beyond what I need. Except for this year, I guess I was ready. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know on this tweet how he said that you can absolutely divide fractions like we multiply them and just, yeah, divide across. Mm -hmm. Numerator divided by numerator, denominator divided by denominator. uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) What? So of course I had to try it. I I tried well and then I tried it again and again and again (laughs) and I I, like noticed some some interesting things that you could if you change it so that it's an equivalent fraction, then it makes it even nicer, especially if you have something like one third divided by one half. Obviously that's not It's messy. It's messy. Three divided by two it's not so nice, right? right? (laughs) But if you change that one half to three sixths,
1: Right, because six and three are compatible. Right,
0: or the opposite, however you know how, whatever makes sense. Yeah, now you have numbers that are really easy to divide. But you still have a big question that's lingering. The big question (laughs) is still, why does this work? Right. I did pose it. And like
1: conceptually, like how does it look?
0: So that way, because we did, we were going back and forth on Twitter on this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people started engaging with that tweet, which was great, but... I also, somebody showed using algebra, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like why it actually, or how, I guess more how, Mm -hmm. how it comes to be that it really is the same, right? As just multiplying the reciprocal. But the question
1: still is why? Mm -hmm. Like how visually does that work? Now you're making me think when we were discussing Nick's the Tricks, if that's in there. So we'll have to look that up.
0: Right. I mean, it's definitely it looks right now like it's just another procedure. Right. 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 That it could be another algorithm. Mm-hmm. But it's still interesting. Nevertheless, like I, right. I still am very intrigued that this like, well, this was like a hidden thing that
1: I didn't know about. <laughs> a little gem.
0: <laughs> this is why I love math. Just
1: just layers and layers of patterns and discoveries just waiting to happen. My good news is that I learned something new on Excel this yes. week. Yes, I don't use Excel except to download the data and just look at it. I don't right. do anything with Excel. Well, the thing I had to ask you, and I t- texted a few of our other friends, and then in- ended up FaceTiming our friend Susanna to say, yeah. "How does this work?" And she was like, "I haven't done this in a while, but I- let me let me look through it." And so we figured it out, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I learned something new on Excel." Yep, which I did not know. Yeah. And people it was changing the letter case. Some of the students' data had their names all capitalized. Some were proper. I Googled it. I did. Yeah. I tried three different things that people suggested. It just wasn't working. Yeah. I but I figured it out.
0: You'll have now, to show me how you did it. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I'm gonna wondering gonna... <laughs> if we found it the same, same way. Same way. Okay. We'll have to, we'll have to check our notes. All right. All right. Let's get into today's topic. I think it's going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. Avoiding. Well, isn't everything always a big one? Yeah, but I mean, I know that we could talk about this for an we... hours. Yeah, at least right in the minimum. But we're going to keep it short. We're going to try Condense. to keep it under 25, like our other episodes. Mm-hmm. We're really looking at Avoiding the Ineffective Keyword Strategy by Karen Karp, Sarah Bush, and Barbara Doherty.
1: I feel like I, I mean, I do know Sarah, but I feel like I know Karen and Barb now, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And they are the same authors of 13 Rules That Expire that we've
0: already discussed. What we're going to do, because it's such a rich article, Mm -hmm. we are just going to kind of sum it up. And give little. We're gonna give a just
1: just our a taste. our favorite things. Yes, right. Because we really don't have time to discuss the entire Everything. thing. Right. And it's only what like a five page article, but it's it's so, so much. Rich. Yeah. Yes. You
0: have to read it if you have not read it yet. Mm-hmm. Of course, we will link it in the show notes. Please, please read it. Share with other teachers. Yes. This is something that needs to be shared. Yes. Needs to be shared. All right. Let's start with the limitations. So the limitations of using keyword strategies. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about keywords like. How many.
1: And. In all. Oh. I knew (laughs) in all was coming out of your mouth. How many more. Mm -hmm. And of. Uh, I saw of a lot in that article. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I am guilty of. Well, that's how we
0: were taught. But. But it's. Because multiple, so of course this is multiplying and and fractions mm-hmm. and decimals and it's part of, you know, and it's the first time they're seeing this. It's it was really I've I Hard. have fallen no. into that trap of oh. saying when you see of you know it's part of, so it's going to be multiplying or dividing. Okay. You know, like all you're, right,
1: but yeah, I have to. I just have to catch myself. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was also thinking when I was growing up. And teaching middle school math back in the day when we got to percentages. Because Mm -hmm. my little formula in my head is percent over 100 equals is over of. Did you ever learn it like that? No. Yeah, that's how I always set up the percentages. So it's whatever the percent is over 100 equals whatever is by the is word, whatever number is by the is, and whatever number is by the of. So if they left out the percentage... So it'd be X over 100 equals, you know, if they'd say five is what percent of 20? There you go. Five over 20 equals X over 100. You're oh, looking at me like you've wow. never. No, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. That's what made me think of when when I was reading this and it said oh. about of percentages. Huh. <laughs> See, learning more new things <laughs> every day. So, we're only going to talk about two out of five of the limitations about using keywords. The first one we're going to
0: discuss is number three. It stated many don't include keywords. Right. So, word problems. Many word problems don't, don't have even any keywords. Have keywords. Right. The example they given the article, is 45 children ride to school. If 18 take the bus, how many come by car? See? There's nothing. nothing. (laughs) Really nothing, truly nothing. The kids really have to understand what is going
1: on in that problem Mm -hmm. to figure out what they're going to do. And then the fifth limitation is when the kids turn into number pluckers. It doesn't exactly say that in the article. But that reminds me of the Robert Kaplinsky task, which they do reference in the beginning of it, of how old is the shepherd? Yes. Where the the story makes no sense. There were, what is it, 25 sheep and five dogs? If there are
0: 25
1: sheep and five dogs in a flock, how old is the shepherd? I gave this to fourth graders one year and I actually recorded them. Thinking through and, and watching their writing. Just like I, Robert did. I did. And I saved... I still have it. it Ooh, was, wow. Gosh. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was at least five, six years ago. Oh, wow. But I still have it. Every single one of them could not make sense of it. Which they shouldn't because there's it's a nonsensical problem. So right. what did they do? They took 25 and they either added five or they took 25 and multiplied by five. Yeah. So really... The shepherd is 125 years old. Like right. that didn't, didn't even make n- s- right no sense. None. Let's talk about the what now. Right. What
0: do we do instead? Instead of using keywords or that don't cubes work and, right. Ugh.
1: All of these other things. <laughs> that are hanging everywhere. Mhm. The authors give 12 suggestions. We're going to only talk about 3 of them. The article
0: doesn't number them. We numbered them just for simplicity's sake so that when you read the article, you'll be able to see the ones we're talking about. Yes. You now, can just
1: count the bullets.
0: Yeah. Number 5 says, "Have students imagine the situation." I know, Laura, you
1: do something that's great. I do. Why don't and you I, share? I have to I will find out who started this or where I got this from and link it in the show notes, but it's the three read strategy. And the kids now in my school, I've trained them since the beginning of the year that anytime I walk in and I read a word problem to them, they know I'm going to read it three times. The first time they know I'm just going to read it. The second time, they close their eyes and make a movie in their head of what's happening. The third time, I stop after each phrase or sentence or section, whatever makes sense, so they can draw a model or some kind of visual representation to solve this. I love that it's so important and you know we
0: we talk about it even in reading about how when you read something the first time it's it's a cold read right the second time it's a warm read and then the third is a hot read oh okay there you never go never heard about it there like you that go. never heard
1: of it like that the tenth suggestion they said is to include an advanced organizer
0: yeah <laughs> and that's I int- i don't know why they gave it that <laughs> heading it's but i i guess i understand but
1: It's really ask the question first. Which makes so much sense to me now. I'm so glad I reread this. Yeah. Because I I don't even, I didn't even think about doing that. No, I want to try this. I have never tried this. I don't know if I ever have either. So that's something that you and I are going to put on the front burner this week. Yeah. When we get to a word problem, go to the end first and read the question. Totally. And then give them the information. Let me give the example just so that you know what it sounds like
0: mm-hmm. how many more stickers does emma have than jack emma has 14 stickers jack has 8 stickers i mean i feel like that really does make yes, a difference totally because you're it, it and that's i that's one of the strategies that we teach in reading read the questions, questions first, first. Before reading the the passages, right? So that's
1: something that we can borrow or steal from reading. There you go. Not keywords. Right. What you need to do in reading. Yes. The 12th suggestion is to give students a problem without a question. Mm. Now, we talked about numberless word problems, you and I, didn't we? Be- Before, yes, recording. Before recording. And that's definitely something... That if you've never explored, listener, you should definitely look up numberless word problems, which we will link in the show notes. However, giving students a problem without a question. I have done cotton ball catapult year after year after year. I love to use it in the line plot section yeah. with fourth and fifth graders. And especially because we get to a fraction if I'm using, you know, half or a fourth, get to the nearest fourth of an inch or half an inch or whatever measurement unit that I want to use. Right. I take the data. We put it on a huge line plot together. Then I let the students come up with questions, Mm. which makes it so much more powerful. Yeah. Because once they start hearing things, somebody else jumps in and says, oh, what about this question and that question? Or they'll look for a pattern in the questions and say, well, you know, what is, of course, they all say, What's the total? Then they get into a little more... What's the word I'm looking for? Like they extend it or they... Yeah, like... um, Enrich the question? Almost higher order. Almost like higher order questions. Yeah. But they come up with the questions, which is awesome. It's them owning the learning. Yes, and making meaning of the math. Yes. And that's
0: what we want at the end of the day. (laughs) That's what we want. We want them to own it. We want Mm -hmm. them to make meaning and understand what they're what they're doing not just be number pluckers not just look for and underline the keywords or box the keywords we want them to under truly you know where where cubes
1: belongs in our freezer the ice cubes (laughs) how's that or dice or in the geometry section of our (laughs) there you go that's a good place to have cubes (laughs) listeners our challenge for you this week is to read the article Let us know your thoughts on it, but also, if you come across any articles that you think we should discuss on our podcast, let us know. Yeah, we're always looking for recommendations. Because we have just some that are our go-tos, you know, and I would love to expand that. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always
0: a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.